symbolize Paladin competence, standing on a tree. Welcome everybody to the Modern Horrors Podcast, episode 116. 116. I like it. My name is Luke Rodriguez. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Jacob Hopkins. How's it going? Going pretty good, man. Uh, how are you doing after some of that uh, Twitter flaming you took uh, via the, the postal <laughs> services? Uh, weird mishap. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that is that is how I intended to start the show. A by saying, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, there, there were several people out there that uh, once they received their stickers, pens, combination of the two, uh, they were in debt to the postage service, uh, service office, whatever, uh, like $2 and change for, for shipping on those things. So that sucks. Uh, the question was brought to me, do you know how the postage service works? And to which I responded, I think that has become fairly obvious uh, that I, I no, I do not. I mean... It might have been last week's show or the show before where you mentioned uh, your your dumbfoundingness of the we're still using stamps. Yeah, apparently you have to like, use, why are you surprised? Apparently you have to use different kinds of stamps for for different things that, that have different values and like I, I, I don't look I, I didn't weigh this shit out like I, I didn't do all the things that apparently I was supposed to do I just didn't know I was supposed to do them. You're not fucking Kevin Costner in the Postman. Well, I just don't know that. I just don't. I don't know any of that. So <laughs> that's expensive though, isn't it? Like let's it, just it stop seems that. it like, seems excessive. Two dollars and like thirty three cents plus the stamp you already put on it for like a sticker and a pin. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. So I uh, I don't really know. Uh, what where I went wrong? I guess I need to get a different stamp. I'm gonna do this again next time. Suck the know. wrong dick. I mean, it's almost it's almost just as cheap to like just like put them all in tiny boxes and ship them. I mean, like, for like real. it's the same thing. Like, what the fuck am I using these envelopes for? So I don't know. Way more confusion than I than I expected. Sorry for everyone. Uh, if uh, some some people uh, some. Uh, two or three actually got their stickers uh, in envelopes that looked like they were ravaged by dogs. Uh, Chris's sticker wasn't even in it. I believe <laughs> I, th- I believe we had someone else's that, 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 that arrived empty. Um, Some fucking postal trucks are run, <laughs> running around with goddamn modern horror stickers on. I, I guess I don't know. Like it, I, I can't tell you what happened. It was, it was a fucking disaster. Uh, all I can say is I've already reached out to those that have reached out to me, letting me know that your sticker was either fucked or non-existent or you owe money. And uh, I am working on fixing that for everyone. If you didn't get a sticker, I am sending a sticker, uh, another sticker to you. Um, so, you know, sorry. My bad. <sighs> it's no good deed goes unpunished. It really doesn't, man. It really doesn't. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Uh, otherwise, everything good on your end? Dude, fantastic. I, uh, I went out, did a little bit of hiking and exploring. I, I saw found, that. found a location that I believe would be perfect for uh, Man vs. Horror. Uh, so maybe we can uh, get those wheels in motion there. Start script writing for sure. Storyboarding, storyboarding, even better. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Uh, and then I, I guess uh, this is the part of the show where we would normally say that we are part of the uh, part of the Phantom Podcast Network. But big things are happening. Big, big. Well, at least for us, it's big. Yeah. Uh, so we are not part of the Phantom Podcast Network anymore. Uh, not because of anything that they did or anything that well, kind of because of things that we're doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, much love goes out to every all of the shows and Tim and everyone that's part of the Phantom Podcast Network. Uh, you guys have all been great over the last year or so. But 
Uh, as we always say here at Modern Horrors, we're always working on doing things and, and talking to people and trying to make shit happen, trying to take this product that you guys listen to week over week, that we sit down and make week over week, and uh, get a little bit more something out of it and give you a little bit more something in return for all this work that we put in. And uh, one way that we're going to do that is by uh, just providing more original content. Uh, now, that being said, we didn't want to go in uh, and align ourselves with these new partners and make all of this new content in order to put it else uh, in order to put it on someone else's network. Uh, that just didn't make sense for us uh, when it comes to monetizing for all, all of these different things that we want to do. That doesn't work out for us. Uh, so we decided it would be a great time to form the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. What? I like the way it sounds. Me too. Now here, here, here's the thing. We gotta find a new little, uh, a little because we can't go Phantom anymore. So we gotta nah, figure know out it. what the new thing was. We've God had an evolution it. from the I know it to, to everything else. So I do miss the. I do too. Maybe we take it back. We can, we can bring it back to this. We'll work on that, man. We'll, we'll brainstorm a little bit back and forth on this. But if you guys uh, listening have any uh, recommendations of what a quirky little sounds you would like to hear, uh, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. We've got uh, two shows basically lined up. I don't know if we want to say at least any of those just yet, but we can, I know for sure one of them you guys like. Yeah, we will unwrap the first one right now. How about okay, that? Fuck it. Let's do it, right? Yeah, sure. Let's do it live. <laughs> so uh, the first show that's going to be joining us is one that many of you guys have heard uh, already. They were uh, sort of our uh, sister show on the Phantom Podcast Network. Our sisters from some other misters. Oh, I, I like say. it. I like it. Uh, the Final Girls Horror Cast is going to be the first show to join the Phantom. Oh, goddamn. Oh, oh, old habits die hard, motherfucker. I, I already had a hard enough time switching from Boom Howdy to Phantom. Now I have to do some <laughs> other shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> But, oh, keep it difficult for you. But yes, uh, the first show to join us on the Modern Horrors Podcast Network is the Final Girls Horrorcast. So, um, what does that mean for you? Not a lot, other than you're going to have like some really cool shit joining uh, the, the feed that you watch this show on or listen to this show on. Uh, basically, the iTunes feed is going to have this show that you listen to right now, and that's not going to change. Uh, but you're going to start to see some other shows trickle in there as well. So we're going to have some new... Uh, iTunes art, some new podcast art that sort of uh, rebrands this whole feed as a network. Um, so every each and every uh, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, if I'm a fuck up, uh, the Modern Horrors <laughs> podcast will still post. Uh, but then maybe every Tuesday, uh, maybe that's when the Final Girls horror cast drops. And then maybe every Thursday, uh, this other show that we're not going to talk about just yet, uh, maybe that's when that drops. So maybe we get to a point where every day of the week, you fire up the Modern Horrors podcast network and you got some new shit to listen to. A fucking podcast for every day of the week. Uh, and perhaps most importantly, before we move on and get off of this all uh, housekeeping shit, uh, if you are listening to this uh, episode, I guess, huh, I guess it's not really going to work out this way. I don't know if we've been removed from the Phantom Podcast uh, SoundCloud just yet. Gotcha. Um, but if you were listening to this previously on SoundCloud, we're obviously not going to be there anymore. And if you were listening to us on that SoundCloud, then you're not going to hear this right now. <laughs> you you probably, if you don't find it, you'll be looking for it, I would hope, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what that means is we're also going to have a new SoundCloud channel, uh, also a new premium thing where all of these things will live, just like it was on the Phantom Podcast Network. The Modern Horrors Podcast Network will be just the same, but a little bit better. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I swear to God, I know you guys already know us. You guys already know the Final Girls, but the the third show that we're bringing in is a 100% uh, original, unique show that I don't think anyone else is doing, and quite frankly, I don't think anyone else has the uh, the resources or the ties to do it, and if they do, right. they don't want to talk about this shit. So we're going to be bringing a show 
uh, not hosted by us, but two other individuals talking about some shit that no one talks about in this industry, and it's going to be awesome. And they know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes. So. Going to be great. Fantastic stuff. So be on the lookout for that. We did it. We got through all of that. God damn. So if you're still with us, thank I'm you tired. so much. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on Let's this episode. Let's take a break real quick. <laughs> uh, first up, uh, in, in round number two, we're going to be talking about a movie uh, that we sort of uh, dipped our toes in on the news feed a while back called Dave Made a Maze. Yep. And then whenever we talked about that on the news feed, we sort of asked ourselves, like, hey, should we be talking about this? Is this a horror movie? Is it not? Um, will, will people into genre movies be interested in this? So in round number two, uh, we're going to talk about that. Dave Made a Maze comes out this Friday on VOD platforms. Uh, round number three, Jacob, you took to Twitter uh, via the official uh, at Modern Horror Twitter account to say, like, hey, should we play a game? Should we ask some, uh, answer some Ask Modern Horror questions? And we had a shit ton of questions come through. God, it was overwhelming. I was amazed. Like, there was a lot of questions. So we are going to try to power through those questions. But you, like... Three, maybe four motherfuckers who wanted a game. Every one of them wanted it because they liked to hear us panic. Isn't that <laughs> like, you sucks of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to hear the, the, the sweat pouring out of our pores and the panic in our voice. Yeah. So uh, next at, time, motherfuckers. Ne- next, next time. time. Comma, motherfuckers. <laughs> Comma. So yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, I got, right, got you right here. Oh, you got me. A, yeah. A nicer one. Nice. A, a, a much way easier to open that beer bottle. Woo. Struggle. That was a crisp one. Yeah. Well, it's crisp beer. It is. So uh, anyway, we got a lot to get to, Jacob. I think that much is, has, has been established. It's very clear. Yeah. But before we get to any of it, please sir, take me through the news feed. Let's get through some just generic kind of casting small time news that we can kind of quick fire through Way real quick. to sell the sizzle on that right. one. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's some people are going to be interested. Some bullshit on this one. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if I'm super excited to all of this. Some of it I am. The first one is the Nosferatu remake. We had talked about uh, Mr. Eggers of The Witch fame. He's uh, joining forces again with his girl, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. From The Vavitch. Whatever. Call it The Witch. God damn it. <laughs> I hate it when people do that so much. But anyway, uh, yeah, the last time we saw, we, we, we checked in on the Nosferatu remake, uh, it was kind of all rumor at that point. Like, hey, the director from The Witch might be kind of wants on. to do it. Yeah, like he thinks it would be cool to do a Nosferatu remake. Uh, fast forward many months later, it's, it's official. Like, Apparently it's, it is cool. It's going down. Now I don't. Now let's talk about that for a minute. Is it cool? I mean, yeah, I guess so. It depends on what he does with it. I mean, yeah. it's the thing. It's like, right. I mean, it's it's cool the way it exists in history for what they did at its time. But I don't know how that because it's a silent film. I don't know how that translates now to like a modern era. Because oh, you got to write. Trust write. me, <laughs> this mother, this motherfucker can keep it can keep it quiet. I promise. I was waiting on that. <laughs> But like the big draw on that one though was Nosferatu, you know himself, the character. I don't know what she plays other than the, the damsel in distress. But like, are we gonna amp that up and she's gonna be like the main focus and we're gonna get like Look, very little Nosferatu? Because I, I, I can see that shit happening. I don't think uh, we should ever use the phrase "amp up" when talking about <laughs> anything this motherfucker does. Now, look, I know I'm coming across as the biggest hater in the world, and perhaps I am being that. Uh, I. I, I Never going to argue that The Witch was a gorgeous fucking film, well-acted, well-directed, well-shot, cinematography is beautiful, all that good shit. Uh, just wasn't entertaining for me in any way, shape, or form, and that's pretty much what I'm expecting from Nosferatu as well. Just something that looks fucking gorgeous, very, uh, you know, mechanically very impressive, but as far as just being entertaining, I just don't ex- I don't, I don't expect that. I mean, the, the, I feel like the, he has set his own bar, and he's, he's going to stay there. I, I hope I'm wrong. 
oh, I hope you're wrong too. I, you know, because I've got that same feeling, maybe not as strong as you do, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in that same wheelhouse. And until I see otherwise, that's what I'm going to expect. Yeah, same here. Something that you're excited about uh, is Laid to Rest 3. I've never seen Laid to Rest 1 or 2, but you tell me it's some fucking gnarly shit. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't seen these, man. I mean, it, now, in fairness, it could be one of those things where I swear to God I've never seen and I actually <laughs> have, and I just don't remember it all uh, 2009 Friday the 13th, but uh, I don't recall it. So maybe that's what I should say. I don't recall it. So the, the first one uh, was super duper budget. I mean, it, it didn't look great by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it looked, looked you know, dare I say bad. Um, <laughs> but what it had were some of like the most inventive, uh, awesome kills like I've seen in, in modern horror in a very long time. I mean, it is... It is like the well, we were talking about the 2009 Friday the 13th last week. Uh, it is like the the epitome of modern indie slasher. Like it is, it is, it is, it does that so very well. Uh, you never Chrome Skull. You never saw like the killer with the Chrome Skull on his face. See, I'm looking at that. And I, that seems vaguely familiar to me, but just like the details of the movie hmm. don't, aren't there. So well, anyway, very elaborate kills on shoestring budgets, right? Uh, which were very impressive. Some really cool weapons. Like he has this thing uh, in the second one, which is like a, a circle, like a frisbee of knives that are all pointed inwards towards each other, uh, which he's just slicing and dicing bitches with. It, it is it is really really cool. Um, is the acting great? Absolutely not. Is the entire plot <laughs> absurd? Yes. Uh, but they are really fun. They are really entertaining. And uh, now that part three is coming out, I can't fucking wait. I was literally, literally, we were talking about this before we started recording. I was watching these first two movies uh, over the weekend, and I was like, "Damn, wonder what this dude's up to." The guy that the, the guy that made them. So I reach out to him. Uh, didn't hear anything back, and I was like, "Well, that's fine. He's probably a busy guy." Uh, then come to find out, the next day, the news of this Chrome Skull uh, movie, Laid to Rest Three. Uh, it hits it, uh, hits via Dread Central with an exclusive that they had with the guy. So uh, this is really really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. They they have some private financing secured already. They're also going to go into a uh, crowdfunding sort of realm as well to secure uh, additional budget just so they can make uh, what they say they want to be the quote goriest movie ever. Okay. Okay. Which trust me, if you haven't seen them. Um, I understand that you can be like, oh, that's a bit of hyperbole. <laughs> they can do it, man. They can fucking do it. And they can make it not like stupid, like um, not like nasty gore for the sake of being nasty, but like cool, inventive gore. We're like, oh, shit. And it's gross as fuck. Okay. Because, yeah, last time I watched something that was just nasty for the sake of being nasty, I watched Kuso. <laughs> so, yeah, this won't be like that. It's going to be like in that slasher realm. It's going to be fun uh, and it's going to be it's going to be gross. This I, I pulled up uh, homeboy Robert Hall yeah. on IMDb. Uh, no hate, but he kind of reminds me of uh, somebody who might be in the band Static X. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a Static yeah. X looking fucking profile. Yeah, pick. Absolutely. And if you watch these movies, you're like, yeah, but this was directed by someone that's probably <laughs> the Static X. <laughs> and again, no hate. No, no, no hate. No hate. There's like. There's like five of our young listeners are like, who the fuck is Static X right now? <laughs> Showing our age just a little bit. All right. And then last bit of like kind of quickie news is something that I'm actually kind of excited about. And you're not, which is Gremlins 3 is written. And it's uh, being reported by Gizmodo that uh, Chris Columbus, the guy who did uh, the first one, I think he did the second one as well, which totally went off the fucking rails. But talking about bringing this one into a much... Uh, darker kind of uh, world. I guess maybe closer to what the first one was. I don't believe it. I, well, you don't believe it? No. Not even at all? You don't think it'll happen? Uh, I don't know. So the, the little bit that I've seen about it, and what a weird place for this to break, Gizmodo. 
Other than the fact that it starts with Gizmo. Oh, uh, oh, conspiracy? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think so. Um, but like I saw like it's gonna be darker, maybe Gizmo dies in this one. I was like, if you're gonna take all that time off and then come back just to fucking kill Gizmo, people would be furious. Probably. But maybe you're gonna try to replace Gizmo with some other cute little furry motherfucker that sprouts out evil demons that's not back. Work. That's not gonna work. Ah, maybe not, maybe not. I, I would I'm curious. I like the fact he's talking about if they do it, they want to keep it all practical, you know, and just use CG to take out like the uh puppeteers and sure. the, Wires and stuff, that's the way to do it. Keep it good. I mean, I think this would sell on uh, nostalgia value alone. See, I just, I, I want to argue with that, but I, I know for a fact that's just because I don't give a fuck about gremlins. <laughs> so I'm like, who's into gremlins? Uh, but probably a lot of people. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people. I, I, I say a lot of people blank out gremlins too, because that was shit was totally made for kids. Like, let's just make the most marketable bullshit where we can have all gremlin toys and all kinds of bullshit. You ever remember those like butterfly paper clips that everybody oh, yeah, would unfold yeah. and make a little rubber band bow and arrows with? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gremlins too Dude, taught me how to do that. Don't get it twisted. I had a Gizmo doll whenever <laughs> See, I was growing yeah, up. Do. Like, absolutely. Gremlins too. They marketing genius. Yeah, but yeah. Let's bring it back to horror. If we make Gremlins three, I'm totally down. Please do it. Was it ever in horror? Yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, come on, no, horror comedy, wasn't. motherfucker. I guess. Come on. I guess. Come on. Post horror. Or is this pre-horror? I don't even know. That's pre-horror, yeah. (laughs) Just fucking got its own side category (laughs) at this point. I don't fucking know. All right, all right. Let's get into some thicker news now. A little thicker. Some things we got more details with. And let's go ahead and start off with our boy, Charlie Steed. Because we've got several things to talk about with him. And if that name sounds familiar, it's probably because you might recall us talking to him. In this little wacky film called Escape from Cannibal Farm. Yep, so uh, it, I can't believe this, but I was uh, going through some old, uh, just thinking, just thinking. Whenever I get Just the, doing things. Yeah, whenever I get in the shower, life. I just start thinking about shit. Just okay. like, like, the shower is my happy place, just right? Not, oh, so I just sit down and I just think, and I'm like, oh, what should I be doing? And then, there I am, in the shower, buck naked, and I'm like, wonder what Charlie Steeds is up to. <laughs> so, Charlie's super excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> I'm definitely tagging him in on this so I can find him. Just sitting in the shower, thinking about Charlie. So... Uh, what a dreamy bastard. <laughs> I hit him up via email. And I'm like, hey, man, like it's been a long time because I couldn't believe this. Uh, I looked at our old email chain. It's been since November that we had Charlie on the show to talk about Cannibal Farm. It's fucking nuts. That's dude. nuts. So it's like, A, like, hey, how's it going? B, where's Cannibal Farm? Like, we've talked about it. He told us at the time of the show that it was going to be a while before it actually came out. So, like, hey, like, it's been a while. Where, where's where's the movie? Um, so. I have a I have a release window that we don't want to share just yet uh, because the distributor doesn't want that. They're not a hundred percent sure that it's locked in for that time, um, but it is pretty pretty concrete that Escape from Cannibal Farm is going to be released in the uh, UK and US region uh, this year, twenty seventeen. Uh, which, believe it or not, fellas, uh, guys and girls, there's there's not too much hey, that left. Ain't a lot of it going. Yeah, um, and then. After that, uh, if if you remembered listening to that episode, if you don't, go back and check it out. Um, on, on that on that show, he was talking about one of the other movies that he had the idea for. He found like this castle in the middle of nowhere that was this awesome set, and he was going to make this more um, kind of spooky ghost sort of film, uh, which seemed at the time like a pretty radical departure from what we just saw Definitely. in the trailer for Escape from Cannibal Farm. So one of the things that Charlie did was he hooked me up with the trailer for his new movie. Uh, which is called, God damn it! Ah. It's a bomb ass title, y'all. So hold on. Ah. Da, 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 da. It's a longer title. That's why it's it harder is. to remember. There it is. 
The House of Violent Desire. I knew Desire was in there, but I couldn't remember Violent. Yeah, so The House of Violent Desire. So he shot over the trailer and some stills for this one. Uh, I watched it this morning. You watched it just a minute ago. Um, For me, this trailer took me on a bit of a journey. Uh, how, How did you feel about it? There is a lot of you can see there's a love of like some seventies film in this trailer. Yeah. But it's weird because it's done that way. And normally when you see and I say that about people, like they're trying to recreate the seventies look. Right. He's not doing that. He wants to do the seventies kind of shots and vibe, but have it be very crisp and very current, just really, really beautiful. There's a lot of interesting use of color. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked about the sound a little bit. Sounds incredible. The one shot that really stuck out to me for some reason, and it may be just because everything's so dark and then suddenly you get this stark flash of whiteness, mm-hmm. his homeboy running through the fog in the uh, in the woods there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good fucking shot. Lots of good shots on this one. Um, so as as I was, as I first started watching this one, uh, the movie, it, it, it seems to be about a maid that moves in uh, to this giant estate um, with this older lady uh, whose husband is kind of crazy, it seems yes. like. Um, and basically she's just told to mind her fucking business. And I don't really know more of the story other than that. Uh, the, 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 the trailer keeps a lot of its cards, you know, concealed. There's some weird shit going on. Like one guy's got like a weird mouth thing going on. He's not happy about it. Well, I mean, that, that's what I talked about, like being on a journey. Like I, when I start this, I'm like, okay, like this looks pretty. Some really, sure. some really nice shots in here. It's very, very stylized. Like that's the way I would put it. Yeah. Um, but that was like, this is probably on some Jacob Hopkins shit. Like it's kind of like a period piece. Like I'm not sure how much I'm into that. Um, But then around the halfway point of the trailer, shit takes a turn, man. Like it is cracking off. Like if you don't remember the escape from cannibal farm trailer, like pretty much that, that trailer is nothing but shit cracking off. Um, This gets to levels reminiscent of that cannibal farm trailer. Uh, Like Steve, Oh, Oh, Charlie, Knows what the fuck he's doing. Like he he, he can cut a goddamn trailer. It, it makes you wonder what the fuck's going on for sure. Like there's some not good things happening, but who the fuck's doing it? I, I don't know. Like there's a you, you see crazy crazy husband pop up every once in a while. Just people are drenched in blood. There's a creature in the hallway. Some weird orgy shits going on. Like there is a lot of stuff going. People are tied uh, to beds. You got I some forgot the creature in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shot too. Yeah, there's, there's weird shit. I think there's a. a I think it hints later that the, the creature may be under like a sheet or like some kind of bag or yeah, something because so. you can see like little sticky things kind of poking out. Poppy sounds. Yeah, I don't know shit. what the fuck's happening so there. So all I know is I'm really, really interested in this one. And I dare say, I know, I know I'm know, i jumping the gun a little bit please, because please I haven't don't. even seen the man's first feature. You don't. Um, but I think Charlie Siege is something one, uh, that we're going to want to keep our eyes on here. Uh, it's, uh, He's certainly a busy man. Busy guy, uh, very talented guy. Uh, there's no denying that. Uh, so busy, in fact, even though Cannibal Farm is going to come out later this year, uh, don't have a release date just yet for the uh, House of Violent Desire, but Charlie is jumping back into production in October on his third feature film, uh, which he said to me was a mix of The Thing versus The Hills Have Eyes. I'm down for that. But he's, he's the new Mickey Keaton. I, I guess put these two motherfuckers together and they can probably crank out about eight to ten movies a year. A month. A month. <laughs> no, done. No problem. You know what was uh, going back to the the House of Violent Desire, which threw me off with the trailer, is I thought watching the trailer at first that the uh, the maid was going to be our main character. But by the end, I don't I don't know because like she's kind of gone. I know. And that's another thing that makes me think like, yeah, we, we saw some some gratuitous shit that might be a little spoilery. Um 
but it, it all comes at you in flashes that happen so fast that like it doesn't none of it really retains on like I, like I, I don't I don't remember faces of what's happening to who like if you're gonna show that kind of gnarly shit like that's a good way to do it like sure. I, I don't, I don't leave feel, me confused yeah yeah exactly we're both confused I don't feel like I'm spoiled because I don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> right there's no there's no linear nature to this yeah. uh, this trailer at all let's stick with some haunted house spooky ghost nonsense. And let's look at our uh, boy, Brian O'Malley, who was of Let Us Pray fame. And if you're not familiar with our history with that movie, we really fucking like it. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a new one coming out called The Lodgers. Uh, is there a trailer for this one? There is. I haven't seen it. Oh, let's press pause and let's let you watch it. Okay. BRB, bitches. All right, and we're back. There it is. <laughs> I like the magic sounds that you brought us back in. Uh so yeah, that was the thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's called a trailer. Yeah, so the Lodgers, like you just said, Brian O'Malley, let us pray. I'm gonna kick it over to you first. What what, what, were, okay. you, what were your reactions? Uh, so I watched this before I watched the uh, House of Violent Desires, and I was kind of like, cool. It's been a minute since I've been kind of wanting to see a haunted house kind of movie, and I was like, hey, I think this will be it. Uh, as you might expect, if you watch Let Us Pray, even if you hate the story. I don't think you can argue that it looks bad. And I think this one, once again, dude's got a wonderful eye. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. No. I also like that, like we talked about just a second ago. I'm into it. I'm into it, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm into it. So this one doesn't speak to me too much until the the, the latter, you know, quarter or so of, of the of the trailer. Um, but I do think it's interesting that even in that trailer, I see, like, a couple of... Yeah, I'd, I'd call them similarities, maybe parallels to Let Us Pray. Did you pick up on that? Uh, no, maybe I didn't. But so. I, I immediately, my thought was watching it, though, I go, I bet there's some fucking shit in this one as well. Because he clearly has shown that he is yeah. totally okay with having subplots. Well, he got, he got a bunch of crows and shit in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, uh, cool. There's also a mysterious black sludge that's taking over people's body parts. And I didn't coming, think about that. Um, which also happens yeah. in Let Us Pray. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Interesting. I wonder. I, I don't know. Oh, it makes me think. Oh, now we're going to have to really look at this thing. Makes me think a little bit. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, we've got that post on modernhorrors.com. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> with the full trailer. I would be curious. Yeah. Especially if you've watched Let Us Pray. Especially if you've watched Let Us Pray and saw our Fright Logic where we dive really deep in there to look at that and let us know if you pick up any more like little uh, odd similarities here and there. A little bit of breaking shit right now. Oh, shit. Right there on the fucking smart watch. There it is. I mean, that's why you got to always be ready. Jacob. Always be ready. Uh, Mr. Robert Hall of oh, yeah. the... Uh, of, of Static X. <laughs> Mr. Static X himself. Uh... Uh, laid to rest, Chrome School, the movie we were just talking <laughs> yeah, about. You off, I'm sorry. Uh, he came on, uh, he just responded to me and said, yeah, he wants to come on the show in uh, early September. Oh. So we'll have the man himself we can on make that happen. to uh, talk about Laid to Rest 3. I guess I need to watch at least one or maybe even two of those. Laid you want to watch both. <laughs> because right. the way that they did the sequel was pretty fucking cool, too. Okay, okay. Well, there it is. I like it. Uh, back to the news feed. Ba- back, back to the lodgers. Anyway. You want to go right back to the lodgers? I, yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure just wanna, I just want to say, like, I'm not, I'm not real sure that, like, when I saw the trailer for Let Us Pray, I was like, "This is my shit." Like, I, like I was sure. waiting, I was waiting for that movie for a long time. Um, this one, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's period piece, which you're gonna lose me a little bit right there. Uh, House of Violent Desires brought me back with all the batshit crazy insanity. Uh, this doesn't strike me as that kind of movie. Um, so no, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, 
I just don't know if it's my kind of thing. Do you think the uh, the two characters that the the guy and the girl are dead? I'm getting that vibe that they're dead. Yeah, I, all see, of the others that, almost. That's the thing. Like I feel like this is going to be reminiscent of a lot of other kind of movies like this, uh, and that makes me sad because we've seen this. We've seen O'Malley do some really cool shit. So we'll see. We'll see. I got. I got. I have faith until O'Malley proves me otherwise. Oh, I have faith. absolutely, absolutely. And if nothing else, this is going to be a fucking. Uh, you know, a, a lesson uh, in, you know, just beautiful cinema. Learn how to make a fucking movie. Yeah. Learn how to escape a motherfucking room. I know the escape rooms are all the craze. Have you ever done an escape room? I haven't. We're just talking, I was just talking about this with uh, Chrissy the other day. I have, I have not. I haven't either. I hear they're really fun, though. Yeah, I'm sure we'd kill it. Yeah, we're, we're almost intelligent people. We can barely get out of this room. <laughs> it's true. There's no combinations or anything to this. We can't do it. We need to try it, though. We'll take the little GoPros with us and shit. It'd be great. I wonder if they'd let you. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. They're right. They're right. Because right. then you could like post spoilers on like, you fucking know, blah, blah, blah. grease and palms, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. There is a uh, surprise, surprise to no one, a movie about, a horror movie about an escape room called The, well, not called The, just Escape Room. Right. So about as uh, creative as you can get. As about as creative as we get over here with modern horrors with naming shit. Yeah. The Modern Horrors Podcast. The Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Hey, hey. (laughs) Uh, Cut from the same cloth that we are. But, um... I wasn't even sure if we wanted to talk about this one, really. So That's I, how on the fence you were, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty on the fence about it. So basically, it's a, a group of uh, young 30-somethings, late 20-somethings. That, In the movie, uh, they're probably like teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> so they're 12. Just, we're at a high school right now. <laughs> uh, but they decide that, hey, like uh, we're going to go to this escape room. It's like this very like uh, exclusive VIP type shit, right? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, because the girls got the hookup, right? right? Right. They all got these fancy fucking cards. Yep, so they go, and wouldn't you know it, uh, it's kind of a setup. Uh, God it's, it's, damn it, every fucking time. It's not an escape room. It's a, it's a trap. It's a, it's a death room. They, it's a fuck you room. So basically, it looks to play out like um, a, a less fucking crazy uh, jigsaw trap, the entire thing. It's exactly what I thought. I was like, a practical uh, Saw-type movie. Yeah. that's what, I mean, that's what it seems like. Uh and I think I like Saw movies because they're fucking crazy and, like, not practical at all. Um, so, I don't know. It just... I think this movie in particular, its biggest problem is going to be its uh, less than stellar performances, I think. Absolutely. Because I am very... In- it looks great, I think. looks great. Yeah, it looks good. I, I like the story idea because I am kind of on the opposite side. I kind of like that there would be less insanity. And it makes sense that, hey, if you were going to set up this death trap room, it's easy to... Uh, Pitch it as an escape room and like, ah, I got you fuckers. And then they try to throw in some mystery towards the end of the trailer. And I'm not sure if I'm really buying it, but they try to throw in some mystery like, oh, did homegirl set us up? Right. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe if they can do it interestingly, that'd be cool. Or maybe uh, for maybe the second or third week running, maybe it's a la Fear Inc. where it's all just sort of like, you know, part of the experience anyway. You know, who knows? I feel like I'll give this one a fair shake. I don't know why, but just something about it just kind of tells me to give it a good sh- fair shake. I'll let you do that. Okay. And, uh, let, that's, that's very rare that that happens. Yeah, yeah. And then you let me know how that goes. I don't know. It just seems uh, a little too polished and manicured to do anything uh, original or inventive to me. Okay. You might be right. You could be fucking wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm never wrong. <laughs> and last but definitely not least, depending on your particular appetite, your flesh... Your curse, a movie designed to gross you the fuck out. Apparently, 
Uh, so I, I'll be honest. I don't know too much about this one. Uh, the reason it got put on my radar is because it's uh, coming from a very young filmmaker. He's 25 years old. You know how much we respect that kind of thing around here. Um, and this is his fifth feature film at 25 years old. So again, a, a la Mickey Keating or some shit like that, right? Uh, so this one, it's, the YouTube trailer is being just pitching it as like an extreme horror film. And uh, just so I'm not saying, just so I'm not, I'm not being an asshole, uh, let me stop saying this dude and get his name real fast. <laughs> this guy, this motherfucker right here with some extreme ass shit. Um, mm, well, I said I wasn't going to. I'm going to have to fuck up his name a little bit. <laughs> so we were better off with this dude. Casper uh, Joel. J-U-H-L. Sure. Joel. Sure. Okay. So Casper. Anyway, old Casper has been doing the damn thing at 25 <laughs> young years. Casper. Young, young Casper. Young Casper has been doing buck. the damn thing uh, for 25 years now. And um, yeah, the, the, the still image alone of the trailer um, uh, seems to be a woman that has been Gagged to excess, I would say. <laughs> um, there's lots of fluids and liquids involved. Fluids is a good way to put it. Um, the trailer itself for Your Flesh, Your Curse. Again, another trailer that I don't know what the fuck this movie's about. Oh, I definitely don't. Now, I'm not going to lie. By the time the trailer was over, I didn't really give a fuck what it was about. Really? Because I just felt like it wasn't designed to make me give a fuck about what it's at. I almost felt like my price of admission was to see some weird ass shit. Is that okay, though? For some people, yes. For me, not really my cup of tea. I totally am okay with it. Uh, for you know, if that is your kind of thing, yeah. no problem. Because you know, that's once again, I hate to go back to last week. That's what Kuso was built on. I don't think it was successful. This one probably more successful because at least it's just one fucking storyline of one weird, gross thing. What that? Uh, so th- I would not put this in the same universe. As Cusa. You're dying again. I know, I'm sorry. Second episode. No, and I'm not either, but I'm just saying they're both kind of billed to be gross. Yeah, I guess. But this is more... <laughs> yeah, no, they are. I don't know if it is, because this one has like a serious story. Like, Cusa wasn't like a serious well, story sure, in but... any way, shape, or form. Like, this one, I don't know what that story is, but it is meant to be taken seriously. It's not, you know, a bunch of fucking asshole with, with, <laughs> with shit tongues, you know? Like, it's, it's not that. That plot synopsis sounds so much better than what it actually turns out to be. <laughs> Just assholes with shit tongues. No, I mean, like, uh, anybody who's, like, a little leery of that kind of thing, because there are a lot of people who don't want to fuck with that. Uh, what do you what do you feel about the, the special effects? Are you going to hit me with the plot synopsis? I'm going to hit you with a plot synopsis. All right, let's start with that, then. Um, it says, it's short. Fair. It makes me um, kind of be way more interested. Let me see if you are. All right, we'll see. So af- after being brutally murdered... The troubled Juliet White ends up in a limbo where a spiritual guide forces her soul to relive uh, repressed memories. Interesting. Uh, I do like that plot synopsis. I don't know if that does anything for me, though. Makes you be a little more interested. A little more interested. But the the visuals, though, I'm like, how does that fucking tie in? I don't know. Because like, there's some weird visuals. Some of it I thought was really good. There was one particular one, the early one with the uh, the weird, I'm going to call it flesh-eating shit of her forearm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not as good for me. Okay, looked a little dry for my taste. I'd, I'd like my skin. I'd like my ripped up skin to be a little wetter. I think so. I think it's the problem. It looks a little too much like a uh, prosthetic uh, application. Yeah. Yeah. I now think- I will say that the the weird gravy vomit oh, shit. That's fucking gross, bro. That's pretty thick, man. It's pretty. It's <laughs> pretty serious business. Um, and then of course fingernail shit's always going to get me. And they all they had to do was make it very red, which they did, yep. and make it kind of gooey, sticky, which oh, they did. Yeah. Which is not even realistic, but for no. whatever fucking reason, I'm just going. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so effects look great. Uh, the promo materials that uh, old young Casper, I'm sorry, is doing for <laughs> uh, for for the images and uh, promotional sake, uh, really good, uh, artsy esque, if you will. I'm, I'm I'm digging. Yeah, you you take escape room. You can have escape room. I'm gonna take your flesh, okay. your curse. This is my this is my could go either way. Sure, but uh, I'm 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 thinking. I'm thinking I'm gonna dig this one. I'm thinking I'm gonna dig it. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> no, let's <laughs> let's look at diverge here because you just kind of hit me on a topic and fuck it. Why not? We got time for this. This is our yeah, show. We'll do whatever it. we want to. Because that's a theme with a lot of these we saw today is that the promo packages are so much better than they have been in the last several months that's for other true. films. That's true. Like, please continue this trend because I remember it was just a couple months ago we were complaining about how awful these things were. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, a group of individuals about uh, Matt Stewart's Tonight She Comes, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a movie we've been talking about for a long time. Uh, it just got um, distribution over in Germany. It's an edited version uh, over in Germany right now. Um, so for all you fuckers out there on the internet that like to click play on some shit you shouldn't be clicking play on. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, you're not getting the full movie if you choose to be an <laughs> asshole, okay? Like, you, you, you're, you're not seeing what you want to see. I promise. I fucking promise. <laughs> you. If there was ever a time to say that, it's now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was, I was talking about his movie to this group of individuals. And uh, I was like, you know, from a press point uh, point of view, this dude did everything right. Oh, yeah. um, he had a kick-ass trailer. Uh, he was accessible to media. He was. He came on the show a couple times. He's been willing to come back. Uh, he had awesome art, like awesome poster art. He put his soundtrack out on vinyl. Yeah. I mean, he did like everything you need to do from like a marketing standpoint to get your indie film out there. He did it to a fucking T. It's fantastic. And I think we're starting to see a lot more people do that now. Yeah, we've talked about in the past just uh – one of these indie guys, especially. I mean, the PR people you think would be better at, it, and sometimes they're not as good as they need to be. No, it's it's usually the, the the coolest emails and packages I get come from filmmakers themselves who are like super self conscious about it. They're like, yeah, we're very small, we don't have like a marketing right. team, so is this okay? Like, dude, this fucking rocks. Yeah, those personalized emails that say something ridiculous, and then they've got like a fucking sweet ass like a picture, a couple of images that they right. handpicked. It looks so much better than the ones like some of the big PR companies pick, and it's just like. Clearly, there is an art to it, but it can't be super difficult because your job as a PR person should be to do this. And the filmmaker guy, who's this is not his job, this is um, secondary bullshit he's dealing with, has figured it the fuck out. Come on, yeah, no, uh, but I, I agree, especially uh, like Mr. Seeds, we were talking about a minute ago with the House of Violent Desire, yeah, um, just some really cool, like the font, it looked like you said, it looked like an old paperback, it novel looks like an old something. paperback for sure, um, which is super cool, just like it defined your brand that way before it even has distribution, before anyone's ever seen the fucking thing. To know where your film stands as far as its brand is concerned. Right. Super important. I think people are starting to realize that now more than ever. I enjoy that way more. That does way more for me. Like letting my imagination do things than what Warner Brothers is doing. I remember we joked about the it thing and how much like there's going to be fucking a VR oh, game. Yeah. Like guess what? There is a fucking like VR experience. I was like, I fucking knew it. I know. God damn it. Like stop that shit. Do some cool shit like this. Yeah, I agree. I, I digress, but that's the news feed. That is the news feed. Uh, that took us about 40 minutes. Not oh, bad. that was... Fast 40 minutes. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Whenever we get back. Let's re-beer up. Yeah, we're going to re-beer up. Whenever we get back, we're going to jump into Dave Made a Maze. So should we even be talking about it? We'll find out as soon as we get back after this right now. Jacob, so heading at us uh, this Friday on VOD platforms is a movie that we talked about not long ago uh, just because of its 
spirited sort of a personality that it brought to the table. Maybe not a horror film as you would think, uh, but it's called Dave Made a Maze. And basically, it follows uh, this this uh, young woman who comes home one day. Let me go ahead and mute my computer real fast. Uh <laughs> She comes home from work one day and she finds her boyfriend uh, has constructed a maze of cardboard, like a cardboard uh, castle in the middle of their house. Just right there in the opening part of the living room. Yep, just right in there. Um, and she she's talking to him inside this thing and he's, he's saying weird shit. Stuff like, you know, I can't. You know, I'm lost. I can't get out. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that big. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's big. You know, right, but it's not like you got lost. Like in if it. you got in it on all fours, you're pretty much taking up all the space, right? right? Um, but so he's saying some weird shit, right? So she's kind of looking around, like, is has he gone crazy? Like, is is this where we're at right now? Uh, she says she's gonna come in, and he loses his mind. Like, please don't do that. Uh, and eventually, they sort of calling, uh, they, they start calling, you know, people over one at a time. And then, um, you know, push comes to shove. They got to go in the maze. And this fucking thing that he's constructed is this massive fucking labyrinth. Uh, once you go inside of it, which is, you know, obviously it makes no sense from like a realism perspective, but for like a cool little fantasy movie, really cool idea. It's bigger on the inside, if you will. Yeah. So let's go ahead and address the first thing that you had brought up. And a lot of people have talked about this. Is this actually a horror film? Which is interesting because they bill it as an adventure comedy horror themselves. Oh, they do. They do. Um, I think that's interesting. I think it depends on how how you look at horror. I mean, I think there are a lot of movies that we can look like the the debate we had about Gremlins a minute ago. Right. Like I don't I don't think that's a horror movie, but I understand why it has its place in the genre. Um, and I, and having seen this movie, I I understand why this one has its place in the genre as well. More so now than I did from the trailer. Oh, same. Because I when I saw the trailer, I was totally in love with this film, but I was like, that's just not us. That's just not a horror film, unfortunately. And then when I found out they they wanted to be a horror film, I was like, well, fuck, cool, let's do it. Why yeah. not? And I'm same as you. Is after seeing it, and there's going to be a ton of motherfuckers who are going to argue. And I always get weird that when people don't want a movie to be horror, like horror fans don't want a movie to be horror. That's weird to me. Yeah. But uh. After seeing this, I and I was trying to come to grips with it. If you did those kills with any other effect that wasn't like uh, yarn, yeah, yarn and confetti and yeah. cardboard, it'd be gratuitous as fuck. It would be a hardcore horror film for yeah. sure. Uh, but it's done in this very playful, kind of almost childlike way. Even the fact that they're gruesome deaths, but just like when right. it's fucking yarn stringing out the blood, and even the way it becomes they, silly, even the way that they film the kills, they film them like horror movies. Oh, absolutely, their kills. Um, they they kind of you know the, the blood and gore or what would be blood and gore. <laughs> That's something right. Just sort of explodes upwards into the shot, like it would be crazy, cra- crazy violent. Um, instead, it's not. Um, the idea of it is there. Um, there is some some foul language here and there, but it's by no means a uh, a raunchy film at all. Not even close. Yeah, I mean it's it's very. Oh, I don't know what the word is I want to use, but it's uh, just charming and whimsical almost in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, if I had to think of two words, charming and whimsical would probably be the best <laughs> ones I could think of. It, it, this is it's it's a really hard one to describe. Um, it's fun, but not actually not as like jovial as I thought that it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot sweeter and like a lighthearted, fun romp through the maze. It's not. It actually goes to some pretty serious places with its with its story. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it does not like a dark turn as far as like uh, death and murder and things like that, but just like dark as far as like you know an adult 
life, you know, like when yeah. you're mid thirties, like some of these fucking overwhelming pressures that kind of hit you at that particular time in life, especially in nowadays, yeah. like in this particular uh, era of the world. And it's done in such a weird way that you're like, this is enjoyable, but yet, oh fuck, that's pretty, that's pretty sad, dark. Yeah. And- because it does have a story to tell, a couple, really. You've yeah, got some meaning it's trying to get off. Yeah, you've got Dave and the maze and his friends trying to find them, which is like, you know, sort of an episode of the Magic School Bus. Like, they all, <laughs> you know, shrink into this big thing. Um, but at the core of that, and they don't flat out say this, but kind of like what you touched on, it's almost about Dave really coming to grips of being, you know, in his mid-30s. Um, being creative, but not really being able to use that creativity right. in any way to really do anything that brings meaning to his life or anybody else's life, not his girlfriends, not not anybody's. Uh, and the fact that, you know, he made something that was cool and he just wants to fucking finish it because he starts his creative process on so many things and he never gets to fucking finish it. He loses finally interest. something he's done that works. Right. So he just wants to fucking finish it. And once he's in there, uh, once once he's trying to finish it, um, this fucking uh, Minotaur yeah. comes out, it, it, which is like your antagonist of the movie. And he says it one time, but he's like, it's me. Like the Minotaur is me, but not really. Which to me kind of thought like, you know, he is his own worst enemy. Like, he's For the sure. reason like, he's the reason he doesn't finish anything. The reason that he's not successful at this kind of stuff is because he, he always stops himself from doing it. You know, which when you when you back up and take a look at it, like. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit heavier of a night. Me, about to turn 30, a creative dude that used to make music all the time that couldn't really find a way to, to, to make money or support anything off of like a musical uh, side of things. Um, it kind of hit home for me a little bit on, in that regard. I think it will for most creatives. I, I think for most people, they can at least relate. And even if you don't relate to that, there was one scene that really stuck out to me when it gets to this kind of... Uh heavy hitting writing thing and it's where him and his girl are having this conversation and they have it multiple times yeah. over and over and over just the mundane yeah. minutia of everyday life right and it's that sounds boring as fuck but then every time they relive this conversation it's done in a different tone and it just really hi- kind of highlights how people can hear the same exact words but take it differently like it, it affects you differently and a lot of it depends on you know delivery and stuff and it yeah. just really highlights that when they do it over and over and you're like Holy fuck. And it's kind of like a reminiscent of their relationship. Like one means something, but the other hears something totally different. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate. Absolutely. To that. Absolutely. Uh, I thought that scene was, was, was pretty, pretty awesome too. Now I will say that that that's where the movie kind of feels slightly disjointed for me is the fact that you do have like this cool, like maze stuff going on. But whenever we dig deep into those scenes, like, like them sitting across from each right. other, having that exchange, um, like the more heartfelt, you know, monologues out there, it feels a little more, um, I don't want to say forced, but like just just slightly out of place. Um, but to be honest, like I connected with it so much, I didn't really care. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I, I didn't think it's a, this movie gets away with a, probably a lot more than what I realized just because... Let me get that bottle open real quick. Yep, because I'm sorry, I keep holding it hostage <laughs> from you. I was so invested in this movie and so into it that I just giving a fuck about any little thing that might have been off just didn't even register with me. Yeah, no, I agree. I um, I, I I agree with everything that you're saying. Really, like I, I think that it it could be looked at as a horror movie. Uh, I I think that it is the, the the characters in it and, and the way that the story is told and the way the dialogue is shaped up, especially in the first like I don't know, fifteen to twenty minutes, almost feels. And I, I don't know the, the 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 background of the of the person that that made this film. 
Um, but it almost feels, and this feels slightly, um, I don't know. I don't think racist is the right word, but like <laughs> regionalist, I guess. Okay. It feels like something that would come out of the UK, like a la, you know, Shaun of the Dead or something. The way like these, like these little quick cuts, different characters, like, hello, like that kind of shit, like in, in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it, it just sort of struck me as that sort of presentation. Uh, but it's not like it's it's not it's not like a horror comedy in that sense. It's just um, quirky. It's a quirky little fucking movie. So I, I wanted to, since you mentioned that I wanted to look up the director Bill Watterson, who is actually better known as an actor, just kind of like a you know just kind of almost a background actor. It looks like he was actually the diner manager in Ouija. Oh, uh, okay. So interesting that this is actually his debut feature film, debut directorial film at all. That's on IMDb. Did he write it as well? Let me check. Um, let me go back here. No, the writers are Steven Sears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that name a couple times. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as like directorial work, I think it's awesome. Uh, I think, I think, I think the biggest attribute that the film has going for it is its writing. There's just the way that it's able to fit in. The characters, even are if great. it doesn't always fit it, it, the, what I thought the movie was going to be, it's not my fucking movie. Like I, I don't get to decide. <laughs> I don't get to decide what type of movie this was going to be. No, you know? for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. I thought the characters were great. Some of them uh, were they only served one purpose. I would say oh, for sure. But, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, the Man, and you had there's no way you can talk about this movie and not talk about set design. Oh, oh my god. This was a set designer's dream and they fucking nailed it. I mean, yeah. it was a beautiful fantasy land of cardboard and like every different kind of iteration of cardboard things you could think of. It was there. Yeah. And some really just fun shots on how to work with that kind of stuff. Um uh there there's an injury that happens, you know, kind of early on uh, that, yes. that that looks neat. Um, they they drop into something at one point that looks pretty cool as well. Just a lot of like, um, I don't know, just neat. Yeah, I man, I I, I just got to let it out there. Like of just this year, all movies, not even just horror and and all, just the whole thing of everything I've seen this year. This is one of my favorite movies I've watched this year. Really? Like as soon as I watched it, I, I had to uh, text Chris from Cinema Sense, and I was like, dude, as soon as this movie becomes available, we got one you have to watch all of this. You 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 get round at the boys and watch this one because I think huh. they'll love this. Yeah. So um, I don't don't get me wrong. I really did enjoy it. Uh, it didn't hit that level for me necessarily. Um, not that I have anything necessarily to critique about it. Like I think everything that it set out to do, it did magnificently. Just didn't really, uh, just didn't really have the same impact on me per se. I would recommend it to everyone, sure, to, to anyone. Um, I think it's a movie that you can watch. Uh, there's, there's not too many. I have to put it this way: there's not too many movies that we talk about on this show that you could sit down and you could watch with your wife or girlfriend that hates the genre, your kids that maybe you don't want to expose them to too much. Uh, and that's a question that we get a lot. You're like, yeah. hey, like if I want to get my you know child introduced to shit, what would I do? Um, this is that kind of movie like this. This is it, it has a lot of elements and themes from horror movies and it approaches them in a way that is um, just fun and lighthearted. That's a great thing about this movie is because the cardboard elements and the little puppets when they, that shit happens uh, that appeals to the child side of things yeah. and like some of this other heavier shit is just going to go right over their head. So they'll oh, never never absolutely. notice it. And if like, yeah, you got your significant other or whatnot that doesn't like the genre, you kind of want to squeeze it in. This is like a. A perfect date movie, almost. Yeah, and you know, fuck me. I said wife or girlfriend, but boyfriend, whatever. Like, right. you know, significant other is probably the best way. To <laughs> there you go. That. Did you watch this with the uh, the significant other? I didn't, and she was pissed because of all the movies that I make her sit through. This is the one she wanted to watch. This was the one that she wanted to watch. But 
she wasn't she wasn't at the house and right. we, we record on Tuesdays. You know the rule for sure. I mean, you need to run it back, watch it with her because I did watch it with him. I, 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 we we were going. Yeah, to do that, and yes. I don't know. It's just something. It's just a fun movie to watch with somebody else, and I think that might help the uh, the viewing experience, if you will. Okay, so obviously we've got two 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 recommends over here to varying degrees. Oh, for sure. I I hope this one has a Blu-ray release that has special features cuz I want to see some of the shit being made and built and created. Yeah. And I do uh the best friend in the movie with the beard up on his face. Uh, yeah. uh I I, <laughs> I do uh, I I did think that he was a fucking riot. Like that whole friendship, everything about it was was really cool. What what was that thing they were saying like where's the beard or something like that? Yeah, the beard's up on my face. On so my face. Like, where's the beard? Up on my face. Where's the beard? Up on my face. Yeah. Some, some some fun some really fun stuff on there. It's just stupid dude cuz it comes out of nowhere in the middle of a serious situation. <laughs> that and Emily's been doing this to me. Since we've watched it, she'll just randomly walk up to me and go, high five, high oh, five. You know what? That was kind of creepy. That was pretty actually. creepy. And that's another spot. If yeah. you did that in any other thing other than cardboard, you'd be like, the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend um, whoever you are, if you listen to the show, um, you know me. I'm into, you know, more gratuitous, nasty sort of, you know, mean shit. Do it, you know, good people do bad people doing mean shit to good people. Uh, this isn't that at all. Um, something else entirely. It's something that, and again, I don't get to say this very often. Something that I've never really seen before. Yeah, that's very true. It's uh, it's its own thing. I I love everything about it. That if you can't tell, uh, definitely one that I would say throw money at. Give these guys money. Uh, encourage yeah. this kind of creativity to move forward. Because to me, this is the epitome of indie filmmaking and why indie filmmakers need to be funded to do their projects. I agree. Uh, as I was watching, I was like, yeah, this is this is like we're living in such a cool age right now because this movie would not have gotten made. No. You know, and if it did, we would never, ever see it. It would just hide somewhere. Yeah. And we would not know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that was that was Dave made a man. And let me just say real quick. Yeah. They, whoever's behind all their other shit, hilarious, because the movie is called Dave Made a Maze. If you follow them on Twitter, uh, Dave made a tweet. Ah. Their company is Dave Made an LLC. Yeah. Like, everything is Dave Made a something, 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 whatever it pertains to. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good good shit there. <laughs> all right, guys, so uh, two recommends over here. Jacob fucking loves it. I really liked it. I'm going to watch it again uh, with uh, my chosen one. Oh, the chosen one. <laughs> uh, we recommend that you guys do the same and let us know what you think. Uh, this one is this this one's just different than anything we've talked about on the show. So I do uh, recommend those of you that watch it maybe swing over to the Modern Horrors Facebook community. Let us know what you think. Uh, let's have some conversation around it because uh, this is a good one for that. All right, man. Let's take this break and dig into some of these fucking questions. Woo! We got plenty to get to, so we'll go ahead and take our last break. Whenever we get back, we're gonna hop into round number three, answering your questions. Ah, yeah, yours. So we'll get back after this right now. You've got questions. We've got answers. Radio Shack is out of business, so we can use that slogan now. Ask Modern Horrors. Here we go. We both work there, so I feel like we are just the logical, like, you know, ones to take that over, the successors to that logo. The, the that, heirs. That yes. The heirs. Yeah, there you go. There we go. It was bequeathed to us. We put in enough motherfucking time at Radio Shack. Oh, I believe that. Enough Black Fridays. Ah, oh, don't, let's not. No. Are you ready for this shit? Dude, I'm ready. I don't think... I don't think we have the rights to that one just yet. <laughs> we just got flagged <laughs> a little bit. All right. 
at on Twitter. Let's start with some Twitter shit. At Dwayne IB. Favorite final girl. This was tough for me. It was tough for me because as I read it, I was like, I don't know if I have a favorite final girl. So I had to really put some thought into ones that stuck out. Yeah. So I'm interested to see uh, what approach you took. Because for me, I, uh, I was having a hard time. And I was like, well, let me try to think of things that I appreciate in Final Girls. You did tell me you went with a theme of big breastedness and that clicked a light bulb off and I was ah. like, a theme! That's what I need for this, a theme. Well, that is not true. That's not true. But I would like to hear what you went with. Okay. You oh, want me to go I'm first? I'm going to let no, you kick you, it off. You, you, me? You want me to kick it off? You kick it off. Okay. So, for me, my... And I know this is weird because I'm the slasher guy, but I, I don't think Final Girls and slashers do anything that really elevates them in any way, okay. shape, or form. Like, they survive. That's cool. We squeeze by. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to find people that do something a little, Jesus Christ. Dying again? A little more than just squeeze by. So sort of in the same, not really a slasher, but in the home invasion space, um, Aaron from Your Next. Okay. She was like one of the first, like, like not just a survivor girl, but she's a fucking badass. Badass. Like she's just you know, lives, you know, a survivalist kind of chick to sit in all these traps. Really cool. Um, and then the uh, the next one I was thinking of was someone that brought even more to the table. Maybe someone with uh, maybe not as much fury, but a lot of brains, okay. right? Uh, so Scarlet from uh-uh. As Above, So Below. Yeah, sure. Uh, she's a scholar and has all this really, you know, a, a unique, uh, unique skill set, I would say. And then uh, lastly, um, what was her name? Sarah from Starry Eyes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just because she's a final girl. But not really in the way that you would expect a final girl to be. So she kind of uh, twisted shit on her on its head there a little bit as well. Interesting. So, in just full disclosure, we did not discuss our picks at all. Oh shit! Because uh, my first one as well was Aaron from Your Next. Oh wow! For basically the exact same reasons you said. Normally, you're used to them like uh, even in the, like the best case scenario of a slasher, like they do kind of elevate maybe themselves to be able to survive, but they don't start off like it's just this badass, Right. And really best case scenario, you're elevating yourself to be as good as other survivor girls and other movies. Right. And Aaron just wasn't that character from the get go. She was just, all right, shit's kicking off. Well, I'm about to whoop some ass. And that's right. what happens. And not only am I going to whoop some ass, like I'm not going to just save myself. I'm going to save all these dudes around me. too. <laughs> right. It was some, uh, some fucking elaborate ass ways. Yeah. Um, and really, without that character, that movie is just boring as fuck. Sure, so I that's agree. what makes that movie exciting. And my next one, I'm not really sh- I mean, technically, she's the final girl, but as kind of like you had one that's maybe not like you would expect it to be, and that is Marie from High Tension. Or oh, Toy. Um, yeah, yeah. So not really the kind of final girl that you have in mind, but it's one of the few characters or, or quote unquote maybe final girls that's always stuck with me after I saw the movie. I'm like, oh shit. So fun fact. Um I went and saw Annabelle Creation over yes. the weekend. Uh we'll talk about that at a later date once you've had time to watch the film as well. Um but something that I thought was interesting was the cinematographer. Annabelle Creation is a gorgeous movie. Uh, I don't think anyone can dispute that. Same DP as uh High Tension. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Our man David F. Sandberg doing big fucking things, man. Absolutely. Went from making movies in his closet to this. And I will say, uh, there is a there's a, a, a stretch in creation uh, that is absolutely, it, it's got to be a nod to uh, his short film, Attic Panic, uh, where the, the oh, light bulbs yeah. unscrew themselves and fall down. Uh, it's, it's almost the exact same thing. So I, I like that one. A so. nice little nod. 
I appreciate it. Moving along here. You only got two? Two final girls? That's the only ones I got, man. I feel like we both left out the final girls, uh, Amy and Carly from the final girls horrorcast. Come on. A part of me wanted to get cheeky Come and actually on. put that as my answer, but then I was like, ah, they're already, the egos are already big enough over there. That's true. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. Can't feed that beast. No, we can't, gotta, you gotta kick them to keep them in place a little bit. <laughs> All right. At Kuma underscore Tori, what is a movie that is not in the horror genre that if retooled a bit could easily be better as a horror movie or if you chose to you, you could you know you could do it vice versa yeah i thought this was an interesting question so take it away it is um wait is it my turn again no no it's my turn okay. this time so I, I like these kind of questions because it makes you think like really kind of outside the box because it's not just you know do this do that what, what's your opinion on this it's like no really give me something here and then it hit me Growing up as a fan of the horror genre. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Growing Pains. No, but it's, <laughs> it's it's just as ridiculous, so just prepare thyself. Okay. Growing up as a fan of the horror genre, horror movies didn't scare me, and so it was always dumb shit, and I've talked about this multiple times in the past that scared me, and I'm always dumbfounded that other people aren't scared by this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, maybe we just need to retool it, and so when it's not just like, yeah, we could easily make this fucking movie the most terrifying horror film to ever exist. And that is Willy Wonka and the fucking chocolate. You factory. have talked about this a lot. This shit fucked me up, man. Like, <laughs> could you just imagine, like, when the little fat kid gets shot through the chocolate tube and he's always like, oh, we got to catch him before he gets to the hot chocolate thing or else, well, it's not going to be good. What if we actually see that son of a bitch go to the hot chocolate thing and, and just, just his ass gets fucking burnt up, dude? I mean, like, he's some twisted shit and, like, the girl turns into a blueberry and they're like, oh, we got to. Squeeze her out. What if they do just squeeze that bitch till she pops? I mean, that's some dark motherfucking places. You know what? That that one is interesting. Maybe the best answer ever, uh, because you have you have spots in the film set up already for quote unquote kills, right? Kill scenes. You know, like Charlie almost gets chopped up by the goddamn fans in the in bubble the ceiling. Part. Yeah, you know, yeah. What the fuck. So like those those spots are there. Where if you could just tweak them a little bit, you get a whole very different movie on your hands. The, the, the movie that my child brain thought what I was watching. <laughs> um, so this wasn't my answer, but you saying uh, you you bringing up the idea of like shit that scares you whenever you were little that yeah. probably shouldn't have scared you kind of jarred something in my memory. Um, Pee Wee's Big Top Adventure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that, but that is somewhat terrifying. Yeah, there are parts, of, and I can't even really remember what they are at this moment. And there's some um, clown shit in there. There's some clown yeah. shit. There's like I, I think I remember like a, a hospital scene <laughs> in some way, shape, or form that used to scare the shit out of me when I was little. And I used to watch this at my grandma, my, my grandma's house, where I would watch real horror movies For day sure. in and day yeah, out. I know. And like uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Top, whatever, scared the shit out of me. I think there was like a trucker or something that like that, that scared me a lot. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, man. Like that one, that one got me. But my 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 real answer uh, is a movie. Uh, Mark Dupless stars in it. It's more of like a romantic um, drama, okay, dramedy, maybe you could say. I would give it that. Um, but it's called the one I love. Uh, the one I love. The one I love. It is the. Uh, you story- could retool that one to be a porn. <laughs> that would be like the twelve I love. Oh god. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, this guy and the girl go to this cabin, and there's some like a duality sort of a situation going on. Uh, and it goes to, for for a movie that is not a horror movie at all, kind of goes to a dark spot, uh, but in a weird sort of underlying way. It's kind of the same way that Dave made a maze, kind of went yeah. to a, a sort of darker, more serious spot, and really had like a different 
a message underneath the movie, I believe that one could be tooled a bit differently for sure. Yeah, interesting that neither one of us decided to go like the horror film that could have been non-horror if retold. I think that's more hard to it's do. It's definitely more difficult. Yeah. Uh, maybe we come back to that particular version of the question. Have to think a little later. bit more. On yeah, that one. yeah. Put some time into that because I think that would actually create more interesting results. Yeah, I agree. Like what? What horror movie has a strong enough story that could stand on its own without all the bullshit? Yeah, you'd have to strip it away and then still have some kind of central theme there that would be okay without the crazy violence. Yeah, Spring comes to mind. Uh, yeah, that's an easy one, though. That's almost like a softball. Yeah, it's almost it's barely... I mean, it's not barely genre, but yeah. yeah it's not- just so goddamn romantic. <laughs> all right. A guy you know at The Junkle. What up, little brother? Little bro. What horror icon do you most want to have a beer or 12 with? Well, he is my brother, and he knows we ain't having just one beer. <laughs> That's why he put in parentheses. He's like, I know you motherfuckers. Uh, so this is me to kick off, right? It, it is. This one's probably the easiest question for me. All right, for me as well. Uh, I, I bet we chose the same person just because I, th- I hope we chose the same person. We, we might can, not. We can both have beers with him at the same That's time. That's true. We can share. Um, Chucky. Oh, shit. No? That's not mine. Okay. How cool would it be just to be at the bar with your little buddy right next to you in his overalls? Not not post-bride Chucky, pre-bride sure, Chucky. Sure, sure. Uh, where he's still all gendered up and, like, you know, kind of <laughs> happy sometimes. Um, Got jovial moments in him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I want, I want to have a drink with that Chucky. I think it would be fucking awesome. Now. He's a good guy. We both did pick people who are vertically challenged, so okay. we are very much on the same page. And I thought... Well, fuck, I've got to go with my people, the Leprechaun. Uh, like, hey, I know he likes the same kind of beer I like. He's Irish. Dude, right? could you imagine partying with Chucky and the Leprechaun? It would be fucking nuts, dude. Like, because once those motherfuckers start busting out shots, and you know they're busting out shots after a couple Absolutely. beers. Absolutely. Like, some shit's getting weird. Like, between those two, like, they're like some you're weird like, betting pissing contest. They want to wrestle all of a sudden. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> It's like fucking crazy, man. That's the kind of party I want to go to. Absolutely. No, that's also the kind of party where you need to be prepared to ghost out the front door in case shit starts taking a turn. Abs- yeah, yeah. Um, Have your homie at home on standby to <laughs> yeah. call you and act like something's right, going on. Man, for sure. But that's definitely a party I'm interested in going to because yeah, that, that's going to spiral out of control. <laughs> Uh-oh. The big, the motherfucking homie. The, the one, one and only? only. At K Muck EVS. And that's because he is a motherfucking professional. He is. He is. He's, he does that. Goddamn. You see him? He's always got those cool pictures where he's in like the fucking booth just yeah. working on shit. I mean, my booth's cooler, but yeah. I mean, is it though? No. <laughs> he's, <not. laughs> like, he's like, I'm just drinking beer and making sports shit happen. I'm like, goddamn, bro. If you had to spend one night in an iconic horror location, what would it be? And who, you can choose living or dead, would you take with you to this spot? I think that's me, right? That's you. So I got two for this one. Okay. My first is, I've always wanted to go see the Stanley Hotel, a.k.a. the Overlook, you know, from The Shining. That is attainable. Yes. So yeah. that's something I can very easily actually do. Uh, and every time I have just the generic question of who do you want to, you know, have lunch or have dinner with, alive or dead, I always pick the same motherfucker because this guy just interests the piss out of me. I just want to pick his brain. And that is Ben Franklin. Mm. I mean... One of the fucking, if not arguably one of the, the top brains of founding this country, a guy who was 
into some beer, into science. Yeah. Uh, very open about wanting to shag older women. I mean, this, this is a crazy. I feel you there, Benny. It's, it's a crazy party animal, and I, I need to talk to him. So I'm taking Ben to the shiny with me, uh, to the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. I mean, isn't it like that one room that's supposed to, like, that, that room is actually supposed to be haunted in the hotel? Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to hang out with a mind that bright and, like, see if he can just, like, rationalize all this in like a couple on. of minutes yeah, he's like yeah. this is what's happening he probably would it'd be crazy and my second is the outdoorsman in me just has to go see it and that is uh and joe decker actually said this is a possibility as well so we can do both of these nice and that is the uh the woods from the blair witch project like the actual woods the actual woods so i would love to go in there uh camp around for a couple couple days and i would take with me this is going to be a oddball to most of you listeners mm-hmm. a uh, guy named matt graham He's a survival specialist, a little bit of a kind of a hippy dippy dude. He runs ultra marathons. Like he wakes up and runs sixty miles every day. God damn, is that possible? I, I, apparently, it is. Not for me. Like, who I has the time? Like, do you only go to bed? I can't. I don't know. I can't run sixty miles in a week. I'm just not yeah, going to. So yeah. it's amazing. But this guy, you know, makes his own clothes out of the leather animals he kills. He can start that fires with like fucking you know hand drill. I mean, just in case for whatever reason shit was a kickoff, that's the kind of motherfucker I need with me. Now the only downside to having Matt Graham there is shit really kicked off. He can just run away and I'll never, I'll never catch him again. But uh, those are my picks. He just covers his body in mud and goes into a <laughs> tree. Gone, and he's yeah, gone. He's gone, dude. <laughs> his skills far superior than mine. Um, so mine is a little bit of a. Um, I think I think I do think it's interesting that all all three of ours are going to be non-fictional locations. No, that's fine. Um, because I would like to go to, and it's been explored into some films before, and a gazillion different reality shows. But I would love to go to Pennhurst Asylum. Oh yes, 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 um, yes, yes, which is supposed to be like uber, super duper, you know, haunted, and everyone who's anybody in the paranormal fi- paranormal field goes out there and investigates it. I would love to go. And uh, a matter of fact, I would like to take Jacob Hopkins with me. Fuck yeah. Because I believe that we could have, if nothing else, uh, a damned entertaining live stream out there for all of you folks. So now that you've went down this road, I actually was going to talk to you about this, not on air, but since it's here, oh, let's, let's talk about it do on it. air. Um, Emily's you know, in the process of going back to school. For anybody that doesn't know, she's a school teacher. Uh, so they've been doing in-service and stuff. And it's a very old school that she works at. And everyone claims that it's haunted there apparently in the last couple days have been people that are fairly rational people being like there's some weird shit going on it's not like the maintenance yeah yeah it's (laughs) like some highly edged you know people with masters not that that makes you super smart but like i've never stepped a fucking day in the college right yeah but i respect some of these people you know not being like overly sensitive to like oh god the light's flickering they're not flat earthers exactly so um there's a lot of talk about this this supposedly haunted by a little girl and that people have been seeing it and i'm like oh fuck and apparently they've had somebody come and investigate and i'm like you know who could come and investigate one uh jacob hopkins and luke rodriguez so i am actually actively angling for us to get in there on like a week weekend or something like that dude do some fucking work yeah I, I bet we have more credential you know uh fuck it. What whatever it is they're looking for for people to come in <laughs> to be legit and not just like some dude and his wife going around the weekends like we've got a little bit of a back end to stand up against there and then this is what I told him I was like we're not coming in hoping to find anything we'd actually probably be the opposite and we'd just be looking for a good time yeah um, 
But I think it gives it more credibility. And nothing else, it would make a fun video, like you said. So you guys, let us know. Would you? Uh, is that some shit you'd be into? Because I might could make it happen for us. And if we do, should we live stream the whole thing? We've got GoPros and shit now. We can make this. You know me, man. You tell me these things, and my mind just fucking explodes <laughs> with all yeah. the shit. We came up, bring the production truck. <laughs> We're gonna stream this shit on ESPN. We're gonna, we're, we're doing this, big homie. If you could do that, I don't care what it is. We're gonna find something to use it for. Make that happen, big homie. God damn! Now I'm excited. <laughs> All right, and we have one from Facebook. So uh, this actually came out of the Modern Horrors community. There's a Facebook group over there you can join. Uh, where we just discuss random things. It's been uh, picking up lately. We've had a good time over there. Yeah, it has been picking up. Andrew Michael. And he's been very active over there. I really appreciated uh, his efforts over there. Do others ever get their cinema experience ruined by, uh, you know, other attendees? I uh, said sometimes the food and drink isn't cheap at the cinema, and you go, you know, a few times, it can cost quite a bit of money. And basically, you know, that's that's a lot of money to throw away to be just ruined by your neighbor that's yeah. in, in the cinema with him. And, uh, well, this is yours, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Uh, so people that are in the Facebook community, I'm, I'm going to echo the same shit because I answered this over there. Um, so if you've already heard this, my bad, but here we go. Uh, it, it, that whole experience is, is weird for me. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because at, 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 on one hand, I, I fucking hate when people are talking or if someone checks their phone, or um, if the if the if the walls are thin and I can hear the right. movie next door when it's like a suspenseful, Ooh. quiet scene, um, there are so many things that infuriate me in theaters. It's not cheap. Um, the food is outrageous. But on the other hand, you can't get that experience anywhere else. I've invested a lot of money into my home theater system, as have you. Nothing's gonna come close to to, to no. actually being in a theater. Um, when I went to, when I went and watched uh, Annabelle Creation, I spent the extra like five bucks per ticket or whatever to have like the DPX whatever oh, or RX whatever Regals like not IMAX but like IMAX like die IMAX kind sure of, uh, where you've got like this crazy ass sound and the screen's bigger. You just can't beat that, man. The problem is is it takes literally one person sitting within like fifty feet of you to ruin all of that. Uh, and it's a fucking shame. So me, I, I try my best to go, you know, if I can, it, it, I have the luxury of doing such, but if I wanted to go at like, you know, a Tuesday around 10 o'clock or something where no one else is going to be there, like I try to schedule accordingly, maybe really early on a Sunday or really early on a Saturday that whatever the first shows they have um, to where I, I don't, I don't think there'll be a problem. Luckily, if it's an R rated movie, there's not a bunch of teenagers in there usually. So that's better, but you never know. Yeah, I uh, being self-employed also have the luxury of going at odd times, and that's the only time I ever go anymore. Uh, the exact same thing, though. Like, I, I want to have that movie experience, but I loathe it, and so therefore I, I've missed a lot of movies that I've wanted to see in theaters just because I know the only time I'm going to get there there now is a time when there's going to be a lot of other motherfuckers, and I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I just can't. Can't hear you have a conversation the whole fucking movie. I don't. I don't want. To. That's why I came to the movies. Right. Right. Like, holy fuck, dude. Um, now let me ask you this because I take my I take my shit to another level. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, so like if I'm watching a movie, say with Chrissy on the couch or something, I uh, 
this is gonna make me sound like a maniac. I understand. <laughs> but it irritates me if she like looks at her phone there, uh, or if like she's trying to talk to me or something. Like I'm not trying to watch a fucking movie. Like what? Like like let's let's do this, right? Are you the same way? Yeah, it depends. If it, like I'm not really into the movie, and that's normally like for a review movie where I'm not into, I just don't give a yeah. fuck. Then I'm like, that's fine. But yeah, if it's something I'm into, like I really want to watch, and I'm like, yeah, I'm giving the stank. I like, yeah. What are you doing over there? Just be like. <laughs> Checking your know, Facebook or something. Put, the, put fucking Facebook down right now. The goddamn movie's on. Like, but, what are you doing? Because at my core, like, I know it sounds like Romaniacs, but at my core, like, if I'm loving it, I feel like you should love it as much. Because if, right. I, come out of, if I come out of this being like, that thing was fucking awesome, and you're like, that was okay. Well, it's okay because it's on your fucking phone the entire time. <laughs> like, that's why you didn't think it was awesome. Well, that's my thing, too. And it's like, I, I loathe Not being she does asked, asked a question. If I know that you weren't paying attention, you know what I mean? Like if you asked the question just because you were confused, I am very happy. Like I love to talk about it. But like if I know that you were not paying full attention, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're going to ask me a fucking question? You couldn't take your eyes off your fucking phone? No, that's not Emily per se, but I've been with other people that do that. And I'm again, like, are again. you fucking serious, man? I'm not calling out anyone um, directly, but it, it does. It, it fucking burns me up, man. So that, whenever I pay fifty fucking dollars, oh God, dude, just sure. takes it to a whole another level. See, and I, you know, like you were saying, like me and you were both lucky that we can go on odd times. I did that with uh, Prometheus, and I so remember this. Mm-hmm. And so I walk in, and the movie's really close to starting, and I'm the only soul in this huge theater. I was like. Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> and then two old guys walk in and they sit several in front of me uh, by, by each other. I'm well, like, they're not going to cause a ruckus. Yeah, they're old guys. Perfect. This is great. Movie rolls. These sons of bitches explain every little detail to each other the whole fucking oh, movie. And I was no. like, you've got to be shit. Like, they were talking like me and you were talking right now. I'm like, bros, I'm in the theater. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, like, I've just been jaded, but I, I do want to get the flip side. When we went to the Knoxville Horror Film Fest last year, uh, yes, I finally got to experience what I think the theater experience is supposed to be. A theater full of people, very passionate to see a movie, and when that fucking film's playing, everyone was so goddamn respectful yep. um, of everyone else's movie-going experience. It, yeah, I, dude, I'm so glad you mentioned that, because I, I agree, there's, there's a time and a place for everything. Like, there's, like, I, like whenever funny shit happens on screen, laugh! Yes. Have a good time! Like, when something's scary... Scream like have a good time. Yeah. Um. The thing is, is having the respect throughout the entire film and, and understanding when it's when it's appropriate to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's like the best the best reason almost to go to a film festival is not only to see shit a little bit early, but it's to get that experience. If you've never had that experience, like that's what it's supposed to be, and that's why I think that some people like down in Texas and shit are so lucky to have like the Alamo Draft House there oh, yeah. because they they. Re- Usually, when you that th- that crowd just respects the process a little bit more, uh, as do the owners and and everything right. around that. So um, there, it makes a difference. Yeah, as opposed to going to you know your local Regal or AMC or whatever For on a sure. Friday night. You know, you know it's it's just different. Yeah, and and that you know uh, the the film fest. It's a long fucking day, so people are getting up, going to the bathroom constantly. Uh, people are getting food because I mean it's just what you got to do. You're it's an all day event at the theater. It's a long haul, but even amongst all that, even people are eating and drinking the up and down. Like there was just a level of respect that you don't get at just a single, like you, like you were saying, you're just corner store movie theater. It was, yeah. it was interesting, but uh, I'm glad I got to have that experience. So it doesn't totally jade me on going to theaters. Yeah. No, I mean, it's cool. Like I'm down. Uh, I, 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 
try to go see everything whenever it hits theaters, uh, if it's a big release. And I, I really haven't had too many like awful experiences. More often than not, like my bad experiences um, are, are because of the theater, not not necessarily the people around yeah. me. I've had I've had some shitty ones, but like those are. Not, not as many. The, the good outweighs the bad, typically, for me. Now, speaking of movie theaters, let's go on a little bit of a tangent here. Did you see that MoviePass dropped their prices? To 10 bucks. I saw that, yeah. Holy fuck. It now, went from 50 a month to $10. I do have to be honest, though. I saw that headline. I don't know what the fuck MoviePass is. I honestly didn't either. Apparently, MoviePass is an app you get, and you it's a subscription-based, and it allows you to see... Just unlimited, well, you, I say unlimited, within reason. You get to watch one movie a day. But, I mean, for the most part, like, where? Any theater, well, any major theater. I'm sure there's probably going to be a couple uh, small-time theaters that that doesn't work for. But any theater, uh, you get to go see one movie a day for free. Well, not for free, but with your yeah. subscription base. So, for, like, you know, $10, an average person can easily see... Fucking five, six, seven movies a month. No problem. Dude, that's a good fucking deal. That's what I told him. And I go, God damn, I'm, I normally am not into that kind of thing because I don't yeah. get to go enough. But I'm like, you go one time, especially in this area, other areas, for sure, $10, you've paid for yourself. You're good. If, if, and, and maybe come through with a discount. Oh, for sure. You know? The, the only thing I saw that some people freaked out about, I don't give two fucks about this because this happens everywhere, is they got bought out by two... Um, like kind of ad agencies, and so obviously they want to use the statistics of what you're going to see oh, when you yeah, go to see absolutely. it uh, for targeted fucking ads and things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's just fucking life. Target okay? me up. Yeah, that's that's the. If you don't think that happens with your cell phone and other things like Google searches and yeah. whatnot, you're living in a fantasy. We're world. We're living in a world where I had to get new contacts, right? <laughs> and me and Chrissy were talking in bed about me having to get new contacts. Okay. She scrolls through Instagram the next day and, and there's sees fucking ads for yes. contacts. Yes, I've been telling people that that's, that happens, man. Uh, it absolutely happens, yeah. Uh, they get weirded out about it, and I was like, sorry, Big Brother's here, and that's how it fucking works. So. Right, now, that doesn't mean that there's some dude in a suit listening to all of it. It's a machine. Yeah. Like, but... Still, it's it's being captured. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as long as it stays at that, you know, very mundane level of like, here, let me try, let me look at this, look at this. Then I'm totally okay with it. I don't give a fuck. And especially for ten dollars a month to go see unlimited movies at the theater, I might kidding? like legit. I might go check that out, man, because uh, there are other movies I'd kind of like to see in theater, but like I'm not that much of a fan right. so to like, pay that kind of money. But shit, dude. And that's the thing. You see that one movie you wanted to see for the month, and then everything else basically in your mind's free. free. You just go look at something. You got to figure that's a direct response like Netflix and shit like that. And you're probably right, and I think that's the right response. This I agree. the only way you combat that, uh, and I don't think that Netflix needs to be put out of business. I love Netflix. Absolutely. I think Netflix should be the model for how they need to move forward. Right. This Turn this shit into a subscription service. Yes. Everything's a subscription service now. This makes sense. Yeah, because ease of use, and the more easy they can make this app, and it sounds like they are trying to work out some kinks and bugs and make it the easiest fucking process in the world. Good. Now, there is a downside. You can't use IMAX or 3D or none of that stuff. It's just standard yeah, movie. That's fine. But yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Well, you look at like how how much of the music industry has changed since like the first like iPod came out or mm, MP3 mm-hmm. players. And like iTunes and shit it changed hurt it for a long time. Like it, it changed, it altered the music industry completely. Like it's we. I still think it's weird when I go to like a Walmart or something and see a CD section. Like, <laughs> right. who the fuck is doing that? You know? Um, but like, you know, Spotify and Pandora and iHeartRadio and all these different things came along and realized like where we're heading and just sort of, you know, made a product and catered to the future. It's kind of cool to see, you know, uh, MoviePass doing the same thing because I do think 
that that's going to be the future. And I do think that uh, m- most theaters, not maybe not like your your most bare bones mom and pop yeah. theaters, but most theaters have been raking in money, you know, hand over fist for so long. You had a good run, guys. You had a good run. Now it's time to you know make slightly less money, but still a lot of money. And, and the way I understand it, they don't really ever make money off of movie tickets, anyway. But you're gonna get concessions. And concessions and all that is where yeah. they always bank on anyway. So for them, this is at least from the way I understand, is got to be a huge win because. Now you're definitely going to get people in. And in the then, door, yeah. And then you don't have to change concession prices. Like, cause once, like you said, once motherfuckers are there, they're just going to pay for it anyways. Fuck and, it. And yeah, fuck yeah. And if like I've already seen my one movie and I'm on like my third movie, I, I got in for free, like you said. So I'm basically, I'm, I'm going to get popcorn and a drink. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right, fine. Right? Yeah. I, dude, legit. I'm probably going to look into that. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that I didn't even know it was a thing. $50, absolutely too much. But $10? Oh, there's I mean, no way I would do it for, ooh, for 50 bucks. Oh, man. Uh, and I just checked the website's back up. Reddit hugged it to death earlier. And it was down, but it's back up and functioning. That's so. amazing. That's amazing. I'm in. I'm in. I, I might be there, too. That is our Ask Modern Horrors. Uh, we appreciate everyone who threw those out, man. I was uh, surprised at the response we got for everyone who wanted to uh, hear us sweat and uh, get anxiety-ridden and worked up, that's probably next week. Next week, next week. And I do want to throw out one thing before we got here. Um, we are in a space right now to where um, I've missed, uh, we've missed as a team, uh, some deadlines for some pretty important, eh, varying ranges of important uh, releases <laughs> when it comes to uh, movie reviews. So I would like to say here on the podcast, before we go to the uh, to the internet and, and start throwing out like ads or you know uh, tweets or whatever, uh, we are looking for one reviewer to come on staff, do Ooh, yeah. two review movies, uh, most of which will be provided in advance, screeners, and all that good shit. Um, it is not a paid position the way that you probably think it is, so I know that sounds like it's bullshit, but you do get access to a lot of cool shit, like all of the other cool stuff that we get uh, sent around, as well as uh, if there's ever any area, uh, any any uh, events in your area that you want to get credentialed to, uh, we have the reputation where we can get credentialed to fucking anything. Uh, we've been to, uh, uh, Jesus, Sundance, to South by Southwest, the Toronto Film Festival, yep. Fantastic Fest, E3, all these places. Uh, if you want to go somewhere, we can get you there. If you're interested, hit us up, Luke at ModernHars.com and Jacob at ModernHars.com. Preferably send a writing sample in. Uh, our reviews aren't the longest things in the world. At least 300 characters is all we're looking for for search result purposes. Uh, if you're interested, let us know. Yeah, take a quick look at the website. Just make sure you familiarize yourself with the uh, the format of the reviews. And if you could do the writing sample in a uh, similar mocking fashion, that would be great. Just to kind of give us a better idea that you understand what we're looking for. And then we can understand what your writing style is like. Uh, opinions don't have to match ours by any nope. means. Nope, that is not what we're looking for. Conflicting opinions welcome. Yes. All right, guys. So uh, thank you so much for everyone on Patreon. We've had a couple people swing through on Patreon this month uh, and uh, throw us a you know a dollar here, three dollars there. So oh. Thank you guys so well, very much you. for that. Uh, if you have not donated to Patreon yet, it is always welcome. Go to Patreon, search for modern.hars, or click on the Patreon banner on modernhars.com. It'll take you there. Give us a dollar. Give us three. Give us whatever. Or give us nothing. Your call. It's going to help with this expensive-ass podcast network. It's going to help. It's going to help. (laughs) So thank you all so very much for those that have already done so, and for those that do in the future, thank you as well. Until next week, thank you all again. We love you. We are out of here.